crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today we have a tremendous episode for you, an episode, a conversation that I didn't see coming necessarily. Obviously, uh, I'm a fan of Brennan, I'm a fan of what he does, and I'm a fan of Lost Run Pro, but I had no idea where the first 40 minutes of this conversation were going to go, and I'm so happy with where they did go. That's not... That's that's not great podcasting, but uh, I love Brendan, love this conversation. We have been a client of Lost Run Pros for two years. Our premier division, our middle market division, uses Lost Run Pro every week, if not every day, to do the work that they do. And uh, our renewal team uses Lost Run Pro anytime we need to go get out, get renewals, and shop a, shop a renewal, or you need to get Lost Runs to shop a renewal. Um, uh, Lost Run Pro has been a great partner of ours. Uh, happy to uh, have Brennan on the show, but just big fan of him as a dude. And our conversation was absolutely tremendous. You're going to love this one. Stick around. Uh, before we get there, um, as always, thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoy the show, if you get value out of the show, if you have a friend that you think would love this podcast, that would grow from this podcast, that would enjoy this podcast, um, love for you to share it with them. It's Word of mouth is the best way to spread what we do here, the way we think. Um, if... Uh, if this is something you enjoy and you want to share with a friend, that's that's an honor to me. If you enjoy the audio version, I think you'd love Finding Peak. That's uh, findingpeak.com, findingpeak.com. Go there, pop your email in. You get free articles delivered to you every week. Um, these are kind of the peak performance tactics, ideas, concepts, tricks, uh, whatever you want to call them that I use to create a competitive advantage in business through physical, mental health, uh, emotional health, relational health, all that kind of stuff. Um, someone asked me, are you really an expert in all these things? I'm like, hell no, I'm not an expert in all of them. They're things that I research and try to work at every day. I try to get a little better every day. And these are the topics, ideas that I research and work on and try to implement into my life as best I can. And I share them with you guys because I love you guys. And you know, that's just the way it is. So uh, findingpeak.com if you want to get involved in that. Uh, and last but not least, Tivly, T-I-V-L-Y.com, T-I-V-L-Y.com, T-I-V-L-Y.com. Go to Tivly if you want to grow your commercial book of business. We've been clients of Tivly's for, geez, a year and a half now. Uh, big fans of theirs. They create a baseline of consistent business every month that we write. And again, guys, you got to get the business in the books. You're one, do well by it, and it sticks around, and that's how you make the money. So, Tivoli has been our partner to make sure that we have a consistent flow of new business coming in every month, the type of business that we want. Tremendous partners for us. Uh, absolutely love Tivoli. Um, just just Mark and Kim and Sam and the whole team over there has just been awesome. And uh, everything we ask, they help us figure out a solution to and couldn't be couldn't say enough about T ivly.com and honors that they'd be a sponsor i mean seriously i mean there's a lot of companies that uh, we do business with that i like people i know who are not sponsors of this show and um when one of them you know and i don't solicit sponsorships i mean people people request to be sponsors of this show that's how i work it i if if no one requests to be a sponsor there's no sponsors i i uh and I only support companies that I believe in, but when people reach out and they wanna get in front of you guys and I think they're a good fit for you guys, um, I am happy to promote them and in, that, in the case of Tivoli, uh, very, very much so. So go to tivly.com today. And now, let's get on to Brennan Corp. I'm going to Shaboom! 
on, dude? What up, my man? Too much. Just cranking through another day, you know? Goodness gracious, man. So what? Celebrate a little birthday a couple days ago? Yeah, I turned 42 on Monday. Dude, like, are you like me that the, every year I get, like, the harder I sneeze, like, the harder my back breaks every single time? Like, <laughs> I, um, you know, it, it's funny. I, uh, it's been, it's, it, it's tough. I, 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 up until about four years ago, I, I would say I agree with you. Um, I was having so much inflammation. I actually just wrote an article for this on uh, Finding Peak, the little blog yeah. that I did. I shouldn't say little. We're we're almost at we're we passed fifteen hundred subscribers, and it's only Whoa. been live for like four months, which is really cool. So, oh damn, yeah, and like we have seventy five percent. 75% readership on a lot of the articles. So it's, it's pretty fun, but whatever. Uh, so I wrote the article on inflammation. So about four years ago, five years ago or so, I was having such bad inflammation. My back hurt, my knees hurt, my hips hurt. My, I constantly had foggy brain. My arms hurt, my fingers hurt. A lot of stuff in my right arm because I played baseball and I played football and like right, everything right. hurt all the time. And, um, and it was just, it was miserable. It was like, it was like everything I was constantly in pain. I was constantly whatever. And it just, you know, and I think that's the way a lot of people go through life. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, and what broke me was um, in 2017, I did a conference, I put on a conference called Elevate. Yeah. It was in uh, Wisconsin, uh, Milwaukee. Um, it was awesome. I got to the second, it was a two and a half day conference. And I got to the second half of the last day. And I literally ran out of steam. Like I had nothing left. I didn't have an mm. ounce of energy left. Nothing. Like it was just, Yeah. I, it wasn't like, oh, I can plow through this. It was like, I literally am past zero. Like there's nothing right. else that I can give. And then, and I was supposed to, to close out the conference. I was supposed to do this um, fireside chat. Uh, <laughs> and um, with this guy named Michael. And uh, he was like big into like programmatic ads. And, you know, we were, mm, we were supposed mm. to, we were going to finish the conference with like what the future of, you know, advertising and digital and all this stuff could be. And the guy was super smart. And, um, and I was excited to like have this fireside chat with him. I sit down. So I introduce him. I sit down and we're like, chairs are kind of facing each other. And I look at him and I mouth the words to him. You have to take this. I'm done. And he like, thankfully he looked at me. He got and, it. And I kind of, I kind of gave him a look like I'm okay, but you got to go. Right. Right. He stood up and he took over and I just kind of sat there and I kind of made it seem like it was part of the plan. And, and he was mm -hmm. like, Oh, you know, you know, why don't I just go for it? And I was like, yeah, you know, and I kind of like played up a little bit, but, but it was, and thank God he did that because I had nothing left. So, okay. So right. fast forward like a, a week or so later, I'm like, I'm only at this point, I'm like 37, 30, yeah, probably 37, 37, 38. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in that range. And I'm like, I should not feel this way. Like right, I should right. be able to get through a two and a half day conference. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, of course I'm going to be tired, right? but I should not be like on the floor. So I started doing a bunch of research into, you know, I never even thought, I mean, I'd heard the term inflammation, but I don't, I don't know. I didn't really understand yeah. its impact on our body and all this kind of stuff. And I went down, I tend to, uh, once I get something on my brain, I tend to be fairly neurotic about it, but I like went down this rabbit hole. this like anti-inflammation rabbit hole. 
And I changed my diet. I changed the way I work out. I changed the way I hydrate. I changed, I changed so much stuff. Right. Right. Um, and dude, I mean, like I'm 42 today, probably feel 27. Yeah. It's you know, just, what, what was well, the biggest contributor of that in terms of like, you know, cer- certainly exercise helps, sugar. right? At, yeah. I was going to guess that. Yeah. Yeah. Sugars. So, so sugar, sugar is terrible for us. Sugar is a drug, right? I mean, no and, doubt. And we know this, I think, I think a lot of us know this at face value, you know, but sugar, sugar is essentially a legal cocaine. I mean, it, yeah. it really is like, it's as bad for you in many ways or worse because we put so much more of it into our body. Um, it just doesn't have the uh it doesn't have as acute of um impact on our body and the psychological impact isn't as bad or as as immediate however the impact on our body is actually in some ways worse to to our actual internal structure certainly than than like cocaine so you you say cocaine you're like oh my god you're a drug addict well yeah fucks with your brain it fucks with your heart for sure but like sugar messes with everything it gets stuck in your joints it gets stuck in your veins it gets stuck in your capillaries it gets stuck in all kinds of different places and it just it is not meant to be in our body certainly not in the form in which we ingest it and um and when i drastically drastically reduced the amount of sugar that i put in my body that alone changed my whole life i mean that changed everything so now i'm you know it's again, 80, 20, everything's 80, 20. You know, I went, I went really hardcore to begin with. I was probably like 99, zero. Like I literally, I took anything that wasn't like a blueberry. Blueberries were basically the only sugar that I was getting, which is a very soluble form of sugar that your body processes. Sure. Really well. Like I just do it. And I'm obviously I'm passionate about it, but like it changed my life. Like I gained mental focus, mental clarity. I could, I, I didn't need as much sleep. I could work out longer um joint pain uh body pain energy yeah. levels everything went into the positive it was crazy Man. i mean it is wild i i saw something and i'm gonna get these wrong but it was like in 1920 humans were ingesting the equivalent of like you know a pound of sugar and now it's something like a in a year in a year span and now yeah, it's something yeah. like 130 pounds of sugar well, yeah. You know, it's like, that's why everyone's what? fat today. Yeah. Like how, it, how did we like, and we wonder why we have all these problems, right? Cause then people can't sleep. They, they feel lethargic. Yeah. They can't work out. Right. Yeah. I mean, the trickle down effects are just, are, are mind boggling and you know, but yeah, I mean, so I, so, so again, this has been, I don't want to say this is like a life thing. Like I've always known these things. This was a journey. This was a journey. When I say this was a journey, yeah. this was a mental journey that I went on to fix this about myself. And I've, and and the cool thing about when you go on these type of deep journeys and really take something on, what even you're you're always gonna have times when you fall off the wagon. And I found that when I get really stressed about certain things, when I'm really when I'm in moments where I feel out of control um, and my willpower decreases, uh, I will fall off the wagon. And mm-hmm. by that I mean the sugar wagon. Um, and you know, your body starts craving these things and it's crazy because you can't get rid of the cravings. It's like, it's like, um, if you've ever been addicted to nicotine. So I used to be, oh, yeah. addic- I used to do chew. So when I was 17 years old, 16 years old, you know, I'm on the baseball team. One of my buddies like, Hey, do a chew. We all thought we were cool. We started doing chew. Well, I did, I dipped from probably age 15 or 16 until my mid twenties. Yeah. Um, and 
sugar, that was the hardest thing I ever had to this day. When I'm on a golf course, my tongue will go into my lip. I'll, I still think I still remember how amazing dips are. I mean, dips are amazing. They're the best. I mean, that's oh, what yeah. people are like, oh, cigarettes are gross. No, they're not. They're amazing. They're just oh, yeah. terrible for you. You know what I mean? They're just, <laughs> yeah. You just couldn't, you know, they're just awful. But like, they're amazing. They make you feel amazing. Everything about yeah. a cigarette is amazing. It's just also killing you every time you smoke it. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, so I, that was so hard to get off of until this. So forever, I will have that addiction in me. Sugar is even worse. Like sugar is, was harder to get off of than, than quitting dip. And I loved it. I mean, sugar, and to this day, I still fight. I still, oh, you're yeah. like, uh, you know. Well, it's just because it's in everything. I mean, yeah. dude, like I've smoked, I've chewed. I mean, dude, I had to, you know, I'm three years sober from alcohol and Xanax, oh, right? Like I get, I get at like addiction like it is you know i've written about it because like the willpower dude like it is look drinking was fun man i had a blast until it wasn't fun right like smoking cigarettes sure it's fun but it's disgusting and they're horrible for you yeah and it is a constant battle whether it's sugar alcohol food i mean you name it man it is but i'll tell you if, if you can get through to the other side like where you are with it now or where i am with my recovery like yeah opportunities are endless dude like it is unimaginable that like i used to choose the other side to now know where i'm at today and it doesn't it you know i don't take that lightly because it also took a shit ton of work to yep. get here and to like de- be devoted to a recovery to improve my life but like yeah. anything whether it's sugar or not like it takes work and yeah anyways we could probably oh, talk dude, about this for like I'm, seven I'm, hours it, and it's everything and, and, it, and it plays into our, so, so what I, what I fell into, um, I, I started writing down, uh, and this is what I would tell myself over and over again, uh, your health is a competitive advantage in business because I, I struggled for a long time with when I stopped playing sports, I loved playing sports. I am a competitor. I love physical activity. I love, I love competing and not just like, Oh, let's, I don't love competing. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not like that, that a-hole at like the company party who like can't get off the bago competition. I like physical competition. Yeah. I like baseball, softball, basketball. I like playing football. I, I loved, I loved these things. I loved them. It was like, it was like the ability to like take the governor that we all have to operate with every day, right? Because we have to be reasonable mm-hmm. human beings that get along <laughs> with other fucking normies all day, right? Like. You know, I uh, I love this term normies. Um, I don't know if you've heard this term. It's a derogatory term that refers to like everyday people who like don't think about shit. They just kind of like go through life, and and um and and it's uh, and it's meant to be derogatory. I can imagine. <laughs> and I kind of love it because I struggle with. I never had a way to like refer to these people, and I do struggle with normies because I that like, I'm going to let life be dictated to me mentality. I have absolutely no way to relate to it. Zero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will always be in a situation of friction because I, I I refuse to have my life dictated. Now, in some ways you just can't stop it, but in every yeah. way that I can control it, I, or, or fight back against it, to, I want to, right. I don't, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, okay. Getting to my point. I'll, you know, whatever. No, it's all point. good. I my love this. Was I, I wrote down this phrase. 
your health is a competitive advantage in business, right? I just wrote this down because I do a lot of writing. Your health is, and I wrote that. And I'm like, that's true. Okay, how is that true? Well, in tw- so I went on this journey and I said, this will never happen to me again. I will never go to a conference and not absolutely be able to rock shit. And by rock shit, I don't mean party. I mean, yeah. be present, be focused, be energized. Yeah, you know, two, three days, whatever is needed. You are there, you're attentive and intentional. Yes. So, so that was my goal. And I knew we were doing the conference the next year, 2018 was going to be in Cleveland. So I knew I had one year to get ready. And that was a journey. So during that time period, I lost. And if you watch the opening video from one and the opening video from another, it's like two different humans. I lost 20, 24 pounds. Um, I went from 213 pounds down to hundred and whatever, 24 pounds minus that is like 190 something, 189, yeah, yeah. somewhere in there. Um, which I don't necessarily want to be that, that, uh, light again, but, uh, but whatever, uh, I, you know, from, from the moment that we got to Cleveland to the moment we left, it was, I was felt like a million bucks. And I was like, this is the thing. The reason we do this isn't just to look good, but sure. Looking good, looking fit, um, attracts people to you. It, people have more trust in you. People mm-hmm. believe what you're saying. People want to do business with people that that have a healthy, attractive nature to them. And I, I don't mean that Certainly. to be so superficial. But at the same time, I know I can outlast you motherfuckers. You fat, out of shape, sugar eating, drink all day, pot smoking, cigarette smoking people who can't, not, most of the people who are listening to this are not those people. So I'm not, everyone listening, I'm not bashing you. I'm saying, if you, if you, if you listen to this show, then you probably yeah, you are, get it. you're crazy in some way. So you, you get what I'm saying. But like, I literally, when I sit down at a table at somebody or I'm in a conference with somebody and I see that they're overweight or out of shape. And and I don't just mean like, like people carry their weight differently. I'm, I'm not just talking about yes. pure weight. I'm, you know, Understood. I'm going to outlast you. My okay. brain is clearer than you. It is operating at a higher RPM than you. Like that's the, what I say to myself. It may not be true. And that's not going to always be true in every case. And I, you know, whatever, but, but that's what I said to myself is I'm not, I know I'm not the smartest guy. I'm not the most creative guy. I don't have the most connect. I don't have, but what I can do is make sure that when I walk into a room from a business perspective, my brain is firing at the maximum RPMs that this meat bucket can fucking fire at. And 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 in that way, I can be the absolute best version of myself that I can be. And that has paid massive, massive dividends over the last five years. Yeah, my uncle told me when I was coming out of college, and I was, <clears throat> excuse me, getting into sales. Sales is a combat sport. He said, you have to be mentally and physically prepared, right? And like, I'm sure you've heard that somewhere else. Like, yeah. but like, just that, like the baseline, like it's so true, getting back to what you're saying. It doesn't really matter what it is that we're competing at or yeah. what it is like for the conference, the business, like I am certainly not the smartest in the room. I definitely don't have the, some intangibles, but what I do know is that like, I'm willing to outwork you and yeah. I will, and I, and it might not even be the most efficient way, you know, yeah. but like at the end of the day, like if I can continue to believe in myself because of the other things in my environment, yeah. you know, my mental, physical, emotional ability, like, you know, I'm willing to take a bet on myself, right? Like much like exactly. you did a couple of years ago and I did a couple of years ago. And I mean, yeah, dude, it's. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, um, my buddies will make fun of me because I love like, I love little slogans, right? I love these yeah. little cliche ditties. Totally. Uh, so you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I just, I love these little things, be- not because 
I need them to be motivated. But to me, you could be telling yourself, ah, you know, geez, I'm just, I'm never going to be that. Or, you know, she's so much better at me than this, or they, they have such a better advantage or they have more money or they have this big client. I would, you could be talking negative to yourself all day. Uh And that's one way to go. Or you could be like, listening to Annie Frisella and David Goggins and Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson and Cody Sanchez, um, who's a female, by the way, for all you that think that I was just mentioning men. And, uh, and you could be listening to all these people that are inspirational and thoughtful and driven and like feeding your brain with that. And look, half of it's going to go in one ear and right out the other, but whatever sticks just is going to be, is going to be way, way better than, than negativity, uh, uh, whining, uh, entitlement, um, uh, the sense, yeah. the sense of, you know, I, I deserve something you don't deserve. You do. Actually, Andy Frisella said this the other day, and, and I know he's not the first one to say it, but I, I love Andy Frisella. Uh, he's from the, uh, yeah. uh, real AF podcast, um, uh, owner of first form. Um, he, he said, he said, uh, you deserve exactly what you have. He said, the minute you realize <laughs> that you deserve exactly what you have, your life will change. He said, but, but most people will never learn that lesson. He said, and that's, that's, he goes a lot of, he goes, most of the people that I run into who are in a place or consistently stay in a place that they're unhappy with is because they're never willing to admit that in that place that they don't like is, is what they deserve at that moment based on the work they've done to lead up to that moment. It doesn't mean you can't put yourself in another position and deserve something more in the future. It just means in that moment, based mm-hmm. on all the, dis- the cumulative of everything you've done, every decision you've made, every thought you've had to that moment, that is exactly what you deserve. And, yeah. um, and uh, that's a really tough pill to swallow, but uh, I think it's incredibly accurate. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you know, a couple points on that is like, you certainly are who you surround yourself with the environment. I mentioned environment a minute ago. Like, is that, uh, do you, you know, are you in therapy? Are you reading books? What kind of podcasts are you listening to? Where do you live? Does that make you happy? Right? Like all of these different things. I just wrote about it on LinkedIn today. Like all of these things that help us break habits, complacency build like, and it gets to exactly what you just said. Like everything where you're at today is what you deserve. And like, and I was faced with that three years ago. I spent 90 days in rehab. Like, you know, like I had a choice, Yep. you know, like I could, you know, like I had a great job. I got in some bad habits. I was on some bad medicine that I ended up getting wildly addicted to, yep. but the choice to get sober was only mine. Right. And then now mm-hmm. I get to reap those benefits. Yep. And then the next, you know, next step in that evolution is what's next, right? What does yeah. that look like? And the only one who's able to make that is me. Yep. Like no one's going to do that for me. Nobody forced me, you know, now certainly family members wanted me to go get help because I was an absolute yep. maniac and I was ruining my life, right? Like yep. now I'm, now I'm divorced and, you know, I, ru- you know, a lot of burned a lot of bridges, but like, I now have the ability to reflect back upon that yep. and make changes in my life in a way that, yes can improve with going forward. Yeah. And I think that that is so incredibly admirable to do that work. Um, uh, My dad had alcohol problems and he actually went to jail for them and uh, made some bad decisions and had to go to jail for a long period for almost three years. And when he came out, I've told him this, the best thing he ever did for me as a father, all the things he did, he did one thing. He was, he's been sober ever since he came out. So Amazing. never went, 
And, and I was like, you could have been that guy that goes back to the thing that you were because you were feeling pity for yourself because, you know, because when you, when you come out of, I mean, I don't care what anyone thinks about the jail system. You come out of jail, your life is up, right? right. It is not pretty for any of these guys. And look, nope. some of them nope. deserve it more than others. All the things I'm not going to go down that path, but like, but like your life is in a rough spot and mentally these guys are in really tough spots and then uh, women too, you know, everyone, yeah. you come out, you're in a rough spot. And I, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming maybe some of that was similar with, with rehab, right? So you come out and you got a choice. I can go back the way that I went and I can go pity party. And you know, I, this shouldn't be me. And why does this happen to me? Could have done all that. He didn't. Right. I mean, he may have said some of those things and felt some of those things, but he didn't let his actions follow those thoughts and he was sober and has been for 20, you know, 20, whatever, however many years it's been. Right. And, um, and I said to him, you know, it, it maybe even just a few years ago, I said, you know, of all the things you've done for me as a dad, not getting back into that life was the number one thing that you've done because who the fuck knows? Maybe, maybe he's yeah. in jail forever. Maybe he's in a, in a, in a hole in the ground somewhere, you know, right. like, and then how much different is my life and my kid's life? He's an incredible grandfather. So like, these are all the things we can change. We can change. And, it, you know, I think that people, you know, one mistake, two, these things don't have to ruin our lives. They don't have to be who we are. It's a, no. it's a tough, it's a tough thing. And, you know, maybe this is a little heady for everyone who thought they were jumping on and going to learn <laughs> how, to get, how to get lost runs easier. But like, you know, I, um, I just think that you know, sometimes <laughs> these things are important to talk about. I think that too often we gloss over the, the uh the tough stuff you know the the stuff that really you know I, I i was um i was getting interviewed for a podcast the other day um uh, this random podcast that asked me to be on for whatever reason and, and I, I shouldn't say random like it was negative just you know it, yeah. not an insurance yeah. podcast and um the guy said you know what's the what's the what's the biggest challenge that you're working on right now and i said all the emotional bullshit that goes on up here in my coconut that's mm -hmm. the hard part. The hard, you know, I used to think the hard part was, was building the business. I'm building the business is the easy part. I, right. then I, then I said to myself, you know, the people are really the hard part, managing the people. That's the hard yeah. part. And, and people can be difficult. There's definitely a challenge. People are tough. Um, but that's not really, that's not really the hardest part. The hardest part is all the conversations that happen in your brain every day. I'm not good enough. This isn't moving fast enough. I don't know what I'm doing. These people yeah. aren't going to like this. I'm going to have to answer for this. What are they going to think? Uh, this isn't working. We spent all this money. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't know. What I, I don't know. You start yeah. freaking out and then you go to whatever your thing is, cookies, cakes, treats, uh, 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 drugs, alcohol, sex, you know, whatever your thing is, you, cause you, cause it makes you feel good for a moment because right. what's going on in your head is so is 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 crazy and and um that's the hardest part is keeping your shit together every day i mean the emotional i'll call it emotional sobriety because that was what i learned about in rehab right like that is getting sober i'm gonna say was the easier part the physical act of not drinking or yeah. doing drugs or smoking cigarettes or whatever yeah is the e ultimately becomes the easier part of the process and that next step is how do I live my life right in yeah. in that next you know the I mean and yeah. even if we look at golf right like you know the most important the most important part are the you know the what eight inches between our yeah. ears right because like that's where we get caught whether it's any type of an addiction whether it's work whether it's 
you know, hey, I'm struggling, I might get divorced, my wife, you know, like this, having kids, I'm not a father, but like, so much of that comes down to what goes on up here. Yeah. And it even comes back to just even the little, you know, kind of the little messages that you said you like, right? Because like that fills your head with the positivity yeah. and you don't have time for negativity. You don't have time for that in your life, right? Like I'm building a business. I've got kids, right? Like I want to work out. I want to maintain my health. Like I don't have time for all that. So the things yeah. I want to be, be spending my time thinking about and ingesting, man, like I don't have time for that bullshit. Like yeah. bring value. And that doesn't mean that there's not time for just like, kind of shooting the shit with people but it's like yeah, yeah, bring yeah. value and be be a companion on this journey and allow yeah. me to be better when I'm with you and you know like same thing here at Lost Run Pro right like yeah. it's you know we have I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my journey you know and yeah. someone gave me a chance to be here to help grow this company and you know I don't take that for granted right like but I also have to be wildly on top of my stuff. I was just at a bachelor party in Charleston last week. 12 dudes out till like 1:30 drinking, you know, like what you know what I mean? Like had to be on top of my game, man. Like, yeah. you know, I can't afford any missteps. But yeah. it was also like wildly enjoyable for me to connect with people on a, on a deeper level that I haven't seen in 8 years. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, no. I mean, hey, it's this all is, good this is stuff, stuff man. man. I love it. I love this stuff. Yeah, this is this is the stuff that I think really the more people I, that are successful that I meet in general um, and, and take success on a wide range, um, the more I realize that it is rarely operations that destroys a business. It's usually the shit that's going on in your head and you make bad decisions because you're feeling inadequate. Or you're yeah. feeling you're you 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 lack patience or willpower, mm-hmm. or you're afraid to ask for help, or you're 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 unwilling to take a risk because what if so and so writes an article about you, or or somebody's yeah. asking a question, or or people don't agree with your move, or you know I, I shouldn't have to justify da da da. You know what I mean? Like there's all these things that go on in our head that are very negative, and that's what derails the business. It's not the opera. The operational aspects of our business is just work. It's just you do it and it and it'll happen. Like you'll get there. But like again, I guess there's stupid businesses, but we're talking in gen, you know, generalities. Generalities. Um, <laughs> for the most part, this is the case. That the, the issue is can you keep your shit together? Which is incredibly difficult to do. So well, especially you know, when the baseline is just negativity. Like yeah. think of like. On, on a larger scale for the population of the world, the baseline is I'm not good enough. Yep. And we have to have conversations like this to talk about how to get to, yeah, I can do anything. Yep. Like that seems so backwards to me that that is how we are ingrained in school. The, you know, the, the reality shows that we pump through our minds, social media, right? And there's certainly enough channels, but you have to sift through all that other garbage yeah. to help learn. And it isn't it odd that it's like not the other way around that like, hey, like everyone believes in themselves. Yep. You know, no, everyone well, starts out, it seems like with a negative connotation about something. And then we have to build ourselves up. 
What's up, guys? Sorry to take you away from the episode, but as you know, we do not run ads on this show. And in exchange for that, I need your help. If you're loving this episode, if you enjoy this podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, I would love for you to subscribe, share, comment if you're on YouTube, leave a rating review if you're on Spotify or Apple iTunes, etc. This helps the show grow. It helps me bring more guests in. We have a tremendous lineup of people coming in, uh, men and women who've done incredible things, sharing their stories around peak performance, leadership, growth, sales, the things that are going to help you uh, grow as a person and grow your business but they all check out comments, ratings, reviews. They check out all this information before they come on. So as I reach out to more and more people and want to bring them in and share their stories with you, I need your help. Share the show, subscribe if you're not subscribed, and I'd love for you to leave a comment about the show because I read all the comments, or if you're on Apple or Spotify, leave a rating review of this show. I love you for listening to this show, and I hope you enjoy it listening as much as I do creating the show for you. All right, I'm out of here. Peace. Let's get back to the episode. So I think that um, this is going to sound, this, this may sound a little out there, but just just bear with the thought process. So uh, I listen to um, Joe Rogan a lot. I love Joe Rogan. I like, uh, he got me into Graham Hancock. Uh, he got me into a couple other people. I don't know if you know who Graham Hancock is, but um, uh, dude, you want a rabbit hole? That's a fucking rabbit hole. Um, so Graham Hancock, just, just quickly, Graham Hancock believes, or Graham Hancock's entire life's work is based around the fact that this isn't the first human civilization that over the course of time, we, through, uh, major cataclysms, uh, quite specifically super volcanoes and asteroid or, or comet impacts, we have, um, we, our civilization has been set back multiple times. Uh, the most recent being 11,500 years ago during a period of time, which is called the Younger Dryas Impact Period, which is when uh, one of the largest comets in history hit Greenland and um, and the Arctic. And um, basically, you know, his, his theory is that when those comets hit, uh, they sent uh, there's a there's a thousand year period of black dust from 12,000 years ago or uh, 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 11,000. 12,000 years ago to 11,000, somewhere in that time. Yeah, doesn't. sure. There's a time, about a thousand years, there's black dust. You go, you dig down and you hit that time period in the soil and there's just black, black dust. And that black dust is very synonymous with asteroid impacts, all that stuff. And this is, this at this point, there's not really a lot of debate that that happened. What the result to the human race is probably where some of it happened. And, you know, you read in books and they say, right. well, 6,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, uh, we were all hunter gatherers. Or whatever the fuck we're chasing. And then now all of a sudden we're, and he's like, nah, nah, that's not, that's not the case. He's like, there's too many buildings that we've found now. There's too many artifacts that are way, way, way older that are sophisticated, that have, uh, you know, things like point to absolute true north, that that it's like, if they did not have uh, uh, the ability to do astronomy, if they didn't have the ability to do advanced mathematics to calculate, if they didn't have machines, machines in air quotes, uh, to, to calculate these things and determine these things, there's absolutely no way that you could eyeball with the accuracy that that these structures have to these astro astro astrical, I'm fucking butchering that word, astronomical 
uh, 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 things in the sky. There's no way that they could do this, right? So, so right. whatever. Okay. Thing. okay. So then he gets into a lot of like the human behavior stuff and, and all this is really interesting. And it took me down this rabbit hole into human behavior. And, and you think about it today and you think, why are people in general um, tend to skew negative and why does negativity sell so much? And I think in large part, and this is going to sound terrible and I please, please take this for not what I actually think should be reality, but what I think is, is part of the case is that the people who lived every day from a negative standpoint, who were lethargic, who weren't workers, who weren't willing to step up, they got cut out of the herd really, really quickly up until really, really recently. So today you can kind of be a fat, non-value adding bump on a log, sitting on a couch, ordering DoorDash, you know, playing video games all day and you can survive, right? You can survive in today's environment being that thing, right? Just, just not giving back to a community, sitting there, living in negativity. It's terrible. I don't wish that on them. It's that, but, but you can do that today where you were forced in, in not too many generations before us, three, four generations, you could not live that life. You yeah. couldn't survive that. The community mm. wouldn't abide it. There weren't mechanisms that allow you to do it. And you were forced to be pushed out into the world and to do work. It didn't mean you were going to be happy. It didn't mean you were going to be incredibly successful. But the world forced you out into it to, to engage with it. You are forced to engage with the world. Mm. And in doing so, you would find some way of adding value, of being part of a community. And, and I think it, it led to purpose and meaning, even if it's not what you initially intended. I think, unfortunately, our world today allows you to live a meaningless life. And hmm. and again, I don't think anyone listening to this, because you wouldn't waste your time on a show like mine, because of how crazy the stuff I talk about is, you, wouldn't, <laughs> you would not waste your time on this show if that's you. So I'm not, I don't think I'm talking to those people. But I do think a big part of our problem in society is that we have facilitated and created mechanisms that allow people to live meaningless or purposeless lives and they chase happiness which is i don't know if you've read jordan peterson but like it there is no such thing as chasing happiness happiness is a derivative it is not it is not something you can achieve it is a derivative feeling from finding purpose and meaning in either a moment or an activity or a relationship right you find mm -hmm. meaning and purpose mm -hmm. and as yeah. a derivative you get happiness yeah. you do not get happiness right. from like you know playing a video game or maybe, right. maybe you do, but it's momentary. Right. So I think that, I think, unfortunately, um, what we're experiencing is this time period where people are able to, to be bumps on logs and to, and to, you know, and to live with diabetes and to live with these uh, diabetes of their own creation, not diabetes that they, you know, inherit or, or get whatever. And like, and it's, it's, I think that this is what we have to fight. If we want to be successful one, I think we have to, we have to be positive value-driven people who yeah. engage and share with the world. People ask me all the time, why do you post those stupid workout videos? One, I'm single and it's absolutely a thirst trap because <laughs> single women love that shit. And two, um, and, and two, because I want- How, many, how many DMs are you getting on those? Enough. Come on. <laughs> enough. <laughs> I mean, um, it's got great metrics. They are- they, they, <laughs> high bar let's Enough. go <laughs> yeah i wouldn't advocate divorce but it's not all bad let's just put it that way. um too funny but the other part is i think if you have and none of us are perfect right so if you have some positivity some 
message that you can share, some example that you can put out into the world that's positive, I think you should do that. Yeah. I think that as yeah. a, as a, I think as if you, if you wake up in the morning and you feel a sense of positivity and purpose and meaning, I don't, you know, there's, there's almost a sense of obligation to put that back out in the world to say, Hey, this could be mean nothing to you. Or maybe if you're having a shitty day and you see me deadlift something, maybe it makes you go, you know what? Fuck Hanley. I'm going to the gym, you know, right. like screw yeah. him. I'm going to go to the gym and lift something. And now you just had a good day. You got some endorphins going and you're going to have better sex tonight with whoever, with whoever you choose to do that with. So there it is. So loss runs, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That was, uh, dude, I love it, man. Because like, look, like, like this is the stuff I'm passionate about because like, I almost like, you know, quite honestly, dude, like I probably don't make it through the pandemic at the rate I was drinking. You know, like, I, I don't know that. Obviously, I'm here today, but, you know, it got dark, dude. I was not in a great place. And so, like, my life today, I owe everything to that decision I made yeah. almost three and a half years ago. And so, to be able to talk about it on a podcast and be, you know, have it be meaningful, like, because this is my purpose. And certainly, yeah you know, my work plays a big role in that. The environment I live in plays a big role in that. Like who I surround myself with. But at the end of the day, like I'm here because of that decision. And I chose not to be lazy. I chose to bet on myself. I chose to kick the negative. Now I certainly had push to go there because my wife at the time was kicking me out of the house anyways. But you know what I mean? Like it just is all of this stuff for me is exactly what I love talking about. And it gives me a platform to give back, talk. You know, I I get a chance to talk to high school kids now because of it. And I talk about addiction because like there are school programs now that are bringing people like me in to talk about addiction because addiction touches everybody in a different way. A family member, a sibling, an uncle, an aunt, kids in high school nowadays, they're, they literally can, they have access to fentanyl like on the streets in Seattle, you know? So it's just, and other cities, of course, but like it's around. And so being here today to be able to talk about it, to talk about Lost Run Pro, man, I could do this for hours. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're here. So, so let's, uh, so we just, we just gave them 40 minutes of uh, whatever, (laughs) however long we've been talking about of uh, motivational speaking. Um, Let's look, I I do, I do. Let's, let's, let's talk about the business. Let's talk about what's going on. So, you and I, uh, you know, we first connected what two years ago? A year, two years ago, two, two years, years ago, ago. From from Brendan, from uh, with, and then Brendan Smith, I think was. Yep. Yep. I think that's how we got connected. So. Yeah. However, it was um, you know, I'm big fan. We 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 use the tool. We pay for the tool. We love it. Uh, yep. My my premier guy. So everyone knows who most people are listening. Know we have two segments of our business. We have an inbound side that that does a lot of small stuff. Not as much necessary to it to have lost runs there, but then we have a premier side, which is very much looks like yep. what a, what a classic middle market, uh, a commercial department would look like. And, and those guys uh, love it. I mean, uh, yep. I have one producer in particular, who's a, who's a big time evangelist internal, um, you know, and we're always trying to build uh, different tools into our, into, you know, into how we work to be more efficient. So, so talk a little bit about, let's go full, like a little bit full commercial here for a second, give people yeah. the, 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 the 411 on, on what you're doing. And then I want to talk a little bit about what you're seeing and the growth you've had in the last two years and all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, the tool itself couldn't be better positioned for the environment we're in, you know, like we're certainly in a very challenging marketplace, you know, the market's hard, the and, and everybody, especially your premier agents that we're talking about in that middle market, everyone needs loss runs, right? So in that commercial space, we feel like we are at a distinct advantage because our system is designed to simply help producers get loss runs faster for a very uh, inefficient, or sorry, a very cost-effective price point. You know, it's $29 a month, it's $300 for the year, and you can sign up and you can go out and get loss runs that yeah. will allow you to get a spot at the table to quote that book of business. And for some, you know, for a lot of the listeners, like, I'm sure they've been in the business a long time. You know, it wasn't anything that couldn't be done. But what we've done is just taken a process, much like a lot of automated tools, and just we've simply made it better and easier to access for agents and agencies across the country. And you guys being one of them, and you've benefited from it almost instantly. Yeah. It's kind of like dummy proof loss runs, basically, <laughs> you know, because because salespeople are it dummies. Is. They're, they're brilliant, but they're dummies at the same exact time. I've never Total. met like like professional salespeople. You talk to them and like, oh, my God, that guy's brilliant. And then they can like barely tie their own shoes. <laughs> and you're like, how does it work? And it's like all like they've over indexed all their intelligence in like this one area. And Dude. then in other areas, they're like, ah, I don't even know. Totally. Like. You know, it's wild. there's a reason so, I'm not an engineer. There's a reason I'm in sales, right? Like, exactly. cause I can sell one product at a time. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, so, you know, so what I've, you know, really my philosophy is, okay, if we can, let's get them doing the thing that makes them that, that they're brilliant at, that they're good at, that they're driven to do, and then make the other parts easy. So they don't have to think about it. Cause the more salespeople yeah. have to think the less they're selling. And, um, and to me, you know, I know the first time you you showed it to me, I was like, this is a no brainer, you know, sign us up. Yeah. Like this, this makes a lot of sense. So, so, you know, maybe talk people through, I think, you know, the, the classic kind of pushback is going to be, well, my agency management system helps me with this, or, well, you know, we have a PDF that we send that, you know, does this or this, or, you know, we just use uh, uh, Adobe Acrobat to slap right. a new whatever on there, like. Like what you know? Yeah. Kind of give me the what's the difference? Why is yeah? It more let's efficient? yeah. Let's let's even go back one step further for Loss yeah, Run please. Pro. You know the 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 concept was originally uh, built with the idea of new business and prospecting only, and so that was kind of the first solution, right? We run in producers run into the idea that hey, I want to quote this book of business. I can't get loss runs. They go to the insured. The current workflow was the insured had to go to their incumbent. They had to call a carrier. They had to fax a page back to the prospecting broker, like very clunky. That's what we tried to attack first. The second solution that I don't even think a lot of people think about is their internal workflow for requesting loss runs on their current accounts. And so what we built was a way for account managers, claims teams to basically proactively schedule their loss run requests for accounts they control throughout a year, which gives them the ability to be far more uh, proactive and you know run more maybe risk analysis halfway through the year on customers every six months, every quarter. Because we found is that a lot of agencies had workflows where Tim is in claims and Tim needs to get loss runs 150 days out from renewal, 90 days out and 45 days. Tim's busy. What happens is Tim sends one email 45 days out. They get caught with a huge loss coming down the pipe. Now they're scrambling, right? 
So our goal was to automate not only those emails that are going out, but then also to allow agencies to be far more proactive be, and schedule them across you know, a year or a couple of years out. So kind of two p- solution points there. Yeah, I know one of the things that um, uh, one of my guys really likes is that he can go in and like check the status of where they're at, you know, so because because a lot of times, at least the old school way of setting loss runs, it was like you were sending it out into the ether, right? Like you package this thing up (laughs) and off it went and you're just like, I hope someone at the carrier gets it. I hope someone processes it and I hope they send it back to me someday, you know, and like, yeah, "Yeah, you can call and check in, but like. Some carriers will get back to you in a couple of days. Some carriers will get back to you in a couple of weeks. Some carriers will get back in a couple of months. And how the hell do you know? And how do you right. keep track of it? And um, so, so like that feature is really nice too, because now you can actually say like, all right, this one, okay, we got this one back. Great. That's good. This one yeah. we're still waiting on here. And, and it, it gives you that ability in a snap to know exactly where, you know, certain requests are and if yeah. you need to follow up or what have you. Well, and just back to kind of your initial question earlier on was just like the advantage of it is, you know, our system on that new business is allowing you guys, you know, maybe it's an account manager tool at your agency. It's a producer tool. You can, you basically can create up to eight letters in one sitting. You email them to the prospect. The prospect can e-sign from their phone, their tablet on the road, right? Once they sign, those letters are instantly then sent to the carrier. And so the advantage of that is not only is it automating the process from an agency side with trackability and in our program, but then it gives your prospect a one-click button that allows them to access their loss runs directly from the carriers. Our system instantly sends it to Travelers, Hartford, Cincinnati, Amwins, RT, And most importantly, it avoids that awkward conversation from that prospect with their incumbent. And that's what people love. Additionally, of course, we also are super successful, right? It, It certainly works and it automates a process, but then it becomes how good does it work? Now, we are currently around 65, 66% of all loss runs are being processed within three business days. So substantially faster. Does that happen every time? No. David Crothers team, they processed one the other day. Of course it didn't work right. Right. You know, and then he's texting me and he's like, it works 60% of the time. If it works every time, you know, and it's just like, of course it doesn't work. Right. But the idea is, is that we are finding success. The tool works. It adds a significant value from an agency level to streamline a workflow that was otherwise very clunky and it gives prospects the ability to avoid talking to their incumbent broker before they even maybe want to move the business, but it gives the agent an ability to get lost runs and at least have a seat at the table. Um, what, what is like the look or makeup of an agency that's usually thinking about the tool? And I know it can be anyone who does this kind of work, but like, who are the, who are the agents that when you're like, when they buy from you, you're like, I know these guys are going to be successful. Like, I know they're going to like, what is the, what does yeah. that agency profile look like? Yeah. I mean, we have everybody, right? We have mom and pops from farmers all the way up to hub USI, you know, so large agencies, but our bread and butter are kind of those five to 10 employees. You know, they've got three producers, two account managers, two CSRs, and they are actively growing their commercial business, right? And the reason that they are um, 
and, and the reason that they are doing this is because they are writing so much commercial, right? Now we've also priced it to where it doesn't have, you don't have to write a ton of commercial to make this, you know, a significant value add and to find yeah. ROI, but people who are writing commercial, you know, 60% of their business is commercial. They're going to be users and they're going to find instant value. Now, the flip side of that is also if you're writing commercial and this might, you know, rub people the wrong way, but it's $300 a year. That's a $2,500 policy, right? If you're writing, if you, if you say you write commercial and you can't close a $2,500 account over the course of a 12 year span to pay for that, like we've got other, you know, we've got probably other things that we need to discuss or prioritize in terms of like technology or onboarding. Yeah. I, I mean, and, I mean, to me, you're 100% right. It's a, if you're writing commercial and you're writing commercial of any substantial size that requires lost runs, um, this is a no-brainer. Like, it's literally yeah. a no-brainer. It's an easy yeah. onboard. It's like a 20-minute onboard. It's all yeah. right in front of you. And guys, so you know, I don't, I don't own any stock in the company. They're not sponsors. I just believe in the product and I like Brennan and I like, I like what they're doing. I like the growth. I like the focus on commercial, which is obviously one of our focus and we're yep. a paying, we're a paying client. So, you know, I don't want you guys to think that this is like a, a me, you know, everyone likes to, uh, uh, anytime <laughs> I bring someone on and I'm like supportive of the business, they think I'm like shilling for them. And I'm like, you know, that's not, I mean, case. we could talk crypto if, if we need to, you know, yeah, yeah, we can go back coins. into motivational. Yeah. We can talk some crypto. crypto or whatever we need to pump, yeah. you know, if that's what people want. <laughs> no, no, that's usually not what they want. Um, they, uh, no, they, they, uh, <laughs> um, I, but you know, I just say that to say like, you know, there, there's a lot there. So, you know, how, where, where do people usually work it into the process? Like one of the things that that we're working on at Rogue right now is we're working on all our SOPs. We're we're documenting everything that we do, and then creating these kind of living documents where, as we go, if we change a part of the process, we can insert and remove and track what we used to do. And you know, and 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 we're not using anything sophisticated. We're just using like Google Docs or whatever. But like we have these SOPs. So, right. so we were we were actually talking the other day about um, a couple of different tools that we have. Lost from probing one of them. Where in that process do we want to make the checkbox mm -hmm. of get the loss runs? Like, where does that fit? And and so where are you seeing that fit? Where, you know, just kind of tactically. And I, I like to do this because it helps everyone listening at home who may be struggling with these things yeah. see like in their mind where it fits in, where they actually yeah. log into the tool and do the work. Yeah. I mean, I think probably the best question I usually ask people is what they're, I mean, I just start with asking, right? Like, what does yeah. your current workflow look like? And who's in charge of this now? Every agency is different based upon their size and current workflow. But what we find is that this is primarily a producer CSR type role that people are utilizing Loss Run Pro for. However, we also have a ton of producers. It's $300. Producers like, you know, Hey, they're out at a business meeting, Ryan, you and I are having lunch. I need a woman to need loss runs. I can do this from my phone and send it to you instantly. Yeah. That way it's trackable in that system like you were talking about. But most of the time, also what I start with is where are they at in their tech stack, right? Like where is an agency? Are they at the forefront of automation and technology or are we starting with Loss Run Pro? And I usually try to answer that question or ask that question because I have kind of two different customers, right? 
We have customers who are like at the far end of the spectrum. They're implementing, they're automating, and they're bringing technology in and they're rebuilding their tech stacks. The other ones are like, I got a fax number, you know, and it's like, okay, we got, you know, like, but that's also why we made this going back to salespeople, right? This is a very simple tool. It's web-based. You can log in, you can get trained and use it within five minutes. So an account manager without two hours, five hours, a week of onboarding can use this instantly. And it doesn't need to be this massive underhaul that some other tech programs require. And so it's been a great tool from that standpoint that we hit kind of both of those. You don't need to be the most technologically advanced agency to implement. And it's easy to understand from an account manager, CSR type role as well. Yeah. One of the things that we've, um, that I've started to use as a heuristic for my tech decisions is how easy is, is how easy is it to train my team on the tool? Totally. Um, if I do a demo and I don't think that it's going to be easy to train people on, it is a major, major like black mark on whether or not um, I'm going to use that tool because, you know, in today's day and age, there's so many tools that exist that we need, you know, I'm not saying just to be fluffy, like there's a lot of tools that we need to operate our business. And, you know, if it takes, if it, if I, if I got to take a day or a week or a series of trainings to get someone trained up, your tool is way too complex or the UX sucks. And, and it's not gonna be worth it because I'm gonna have to spend you know, X amount of time on the back end with all the follow-up questions. And I don't understand this. And we can yeah. we get retrained on this and that stuff is an absolute like efficiency and effectiveness killer in your business. So, yeah. um, so, so yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I think that, uh, so one question I had is, do you guys have like, um, any integrations where people can push and pull data in and out or like, so they're not no duplicate entry or anything like yeah. that? Yeah, we don't we, we don't have anything like that, you know, kind of back to your also kind of first thing about just like where we're at as a company. Yep. We, you know, we're two and a half years old um, in terms of live to retail agencies. We don't have any current integrations. We are certainly working towards that. But in order to get there, we had to grow. And in under two and a half years, we have just under 2,500 agencies already signed up. So like wow. we are just absolutely rocking and rolling. But what that's also given us, and this will give you more kind of roadmap type ideas is it has allowed us to now understand what does downstream look like the retail agents right and how do we improve that how do we improve integrations apis with ams systems so there isn't dual entries but then also what it's given us is it's given us crazy insight upstream to carriers wholesalers brokers and what that process of fulfilling loss runs looks like you know and so that for us in the next 12 to 18 months is going to be super super fun because so many of these carriers that we are working with you know if we turn around now and we're talking to travelers right again hey we're sending you guys 5000 requests a month that's not a ton but at least it gives us enough data to say how often, how frequently, where are the losses coming from? How long does it take to get returned? And then we turn to travelers and we say, why is it taking so long to get processed, right? Oh, it's being read in an email from this person. Then it gets sent overseas. Then it gets pulled. Then it gets sent back. It gets validated and then released. That's just as clunky on the retail side, right? So the process of the whole life cycle of loss runs the fast, like as we've grown and as quickly as we've grown, which has been super fun, it's also given us not only the downward, like we can solve this pain point 
to agencies and producers and account managers, but then it's given us a, a wider picture on that carrier broker wholesaler side as well. And that will be kind of some of our targets as to what we're hoping to kind of tackle, introduce in the coming year. Dude, I think it's awesome. I, uh, I think what you're doing is incredible. I think the tool is, is, uh, I think to me, it's a, it's a no brainer, like necessary tool for everybody who is doing commercial insurance. This is something you got to have. And the price point, like you said, I mean, the price point is so reasonable that, you know, even if you process a couple dozen lost runs a year, just, just, just to have that in there and to have, to, to make it so systematic and so you're not missing anything and you never look like a, like a jerk, you know, getting right. to getting to the point where you're looking to quote something and you're like, you know, there, there's nothing worse than, you know, your, your, your prospect emailing you, Hey, do you have anything for me yet? And you're going, well, I'm still waiting on loss runs, you know, right. Right. They, they don't, they don't know the carrier is this or that all they know is you're not doing what I wanted you to do. And Correct. it, to me, the, the 300 bucks or whatever the hell it is, it is more, it, it it pays for itself just just in doing a, a, a few loss runs. So totally, dude, I, I couldn't be uh, I couldn't be happier for you guys' success. I love to see you uh, all over LinkedIn. I see the I see what you're doing. I think it's tremendous. Um, if people are listening to this and they're like, you know what, I've been thinking about it for a while. It's, I'm just it's time to jump in. It's time to 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 get this on the books and and to and to get this integrated in my agency. Where do they learn more about Lost Room Pro? And then where do they connect with you personally so they can, you know, do that thing? Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate you, Ryan, giving me, you know, the platform today to, you know, I mean, for me, it's been fun, right? Like the other part of this is I've been new to the insurance industry, right? This was my first job. I'm having to learn drinking from a fire hose and I get to learn from people like you and you and uh, like a bunch of other people have given me a platform and helped me learn because, you know, like you said, you got to ask questions, right? You got, you can't be afraid. And so certainly thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, listeners, you can find us lossrunpro.com. Um, you can find us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. We're on all of those under at lossrunpro. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. That's probably the easiest way. Shoot me a DM. I'm on there, Brendan Core, or my email, bcorr, C-O-R-R, at lossrunpro.com. I love it, bro. Dude, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you uh, putting up with all the all the uh, uh, personal development talk in the first oh, forty I, minutes of the show. But um, it was I, good, I, man. I love this stuff. Sometimes you just come in hot and you let it fly. So uh, it's it's so it was good. great. I hope people enjoyed it. You know, it's a little different. We talked business at the end, but you know, like we said, this is the this is the real stuff, man. This is who we are as individuals. So it was a pleasure, man. All right, let's get out of here. All right, see ya. Yeah.